Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. I, I like getting to the brakes on time. That's, I mean, I am, I'm anal about that stuff. I pride myself on us being right on time on the format clock. Sports Talk Saturday. What are we doing here, kids? What are we in yeah. business for? I mean, come on. On WGR. You guys never played. What the hell do you know about the game? Leave me alone! Sports Radio 550. As he has been, he's had plenty of opens made for him over the years. I had to at least take a stab at it before I was able to go ahead and reintroduce to the WGR airwaves one of our favorite people i'm talking just in this entire region maybe even around the world uh but i don't know how i was able to get howard simon to join us on the west her hotline but i am very very happy that i did as howard has been taking his time enjoying his retirement from our airwaves by helping people out with um niagara falls how are you mr simon I've been checking Venmo. Where's your payment? <laughs> that, that's how Derek got me to do the show. I'm still waiting for the. I haven't I, seen it yet. I'm I said I would. I said I would drop it off later. I know, like I'm around the corner, man. <laughs> I'll say something nice about you at the top. So I wanted. I wanted to thank you because I was on hold, and Tanner said about 50 seconds will be. We're you know finishing up the update, and I did want to say. Thank you for being on time, because if there's one thing I can't stand, it's talk shows that don't run on time. (laughs) I'm sorry, did I say something funny? Thank you for not being late. I mean, hey, I I had to make sure I honored you in the way that you always have been with the format clock. I I would never, ever be late for you, Howard, as uh, because you have such it was in the open just now. You you have a track record of pride in this. Well. Look, if you truly wanted to honor me for a 102 segment, this baby would be beginning at 114. <laughs> That's how you truly honor that, me. And by the way, let's not let Jeremy off the hook. It was a two-person show for 18 years. Yes, and you are right. It still it still has that mass chaos to it. I'm it, at this have, station. Have, I'm the anarchist, Howard. I I didn't want to say anything, but my sources <laughs> close to the situation have told me Jeremy and Joe are going late to breaks. So I'm not saying where I'm hearing it from, but I'm just saying I'm hearing it. I, I will confirm your sources. They aren't Stephen A-like sources. These are real. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I heard Jeremy wants out. Oh, no, that's it. I forgot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, Howard, of course, uh, in that sense, I mean, it was more or less to spite you to be directly and exactly on time. Uh, but Thank I'm... you. I'm that guy. I will be the one to try to be on time and be made fun of if I'm not, because I would pull that stuff with all of you guys uh, on this station. So again, thank you for joining us, but Howard, how has it been now that you're not, now that you're not hanging around here Monday to Friday? 
Uh, less stressful. <laughs> um, more sleep. Uh, I don't know. No, it's been it's been great. It's uh, you know, it's, I I love I miss all you people. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I do miss being around. There's a certain, as you know, Derek. There's a camaraderie in that building. Um, as hokey as it might sound, there's something about being part of that team and being with everybody that was always really cool. I absolutely miss that. That's the only thing I miss about the job. Everything else, <laughs> I'm good without it. Well, Howard, nonetheless, thank you for taking your time to uh, to join us here and uh, more or less just pick your brain on everything that's going on. The Bills season's about to start. Sabres prospects are about to get started, so hockey's going to be back. Um, I don't think we need to talk about the Mets. I'll keep your blood pressure low. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about the run. The run to the they're going to put on a magical run over the next month. You don't want to. All right, we'll we'll say that for another show. All right, uh, Tanner, did you clip that? Because we already got Howard saying something. Uh... <laughs> we got him back in late twenty twenty five, and it'll be appropriate by then. <laughs> Howard, um, of course, though, Bill season starting, and you even put up an article yourself, so you're not truly gone from us. Uh, and more or less saying, in a sense, calm it down, it's preseason. There's been, of course, plenty of those sorts of takes floating around here, but uh, what is your feel now of this Bill season as uh, it's about to get started? I feel pretty good. It's, it's weird. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not where I was mentally a year ago at this time. Um, I mean, if I had to try and sum it up a year ago at this time, I was like, for sure, obviously winning the division. One seed is very realistic. And so is a Super Bowl berth and victory. Now, a year later, I still think they're going to win the division. I'm honestly not thinking about the one seed, but I do think they're talented enough to win the Super Bowl. And I think they can actually get there and win it. But I was a lot more confident. So instead of being 100% confident, can I be like 90% confident? Like it's still very doable. They're in the window, all that other stuff you want to use. But I'm just not as for sure, forget it, goodbye Kansas City, don't worry about Cincinnati, the rest of the AFC, I don't care. I was there a year ago, and I'm just not there right now. Uh, yeah, it's it's a different thing, but also at the same time, uh, I led this show off with a, a little bit of the Bills are getting a, too much hate from national media thing based on, you know, the Jets obviously being this new hotness, the Dolphins being around, but, you know, you see some ridiculous things being said from them that kind of put me in this, all right, we got to stop and we got to talk about this. Uh, but that said, Howard, this is still one of the AFC's elite. This is still one of the NFL's elite. And as you had said, like the one seed still should be a possibility. Uh, they still should have this window as long as they have a certain player under center at all times. Look, the, the only reason why I don't think about the one seed, actually there's two reasons. One, let's face it, the divisions two years ago with the cakewalk. Last year, a little more challenging, but obviously I just think the division, again, the whole if Tua stays healthy, and assuming Aaron Rodgers isn't shot, which I don't think he is, I think it's not a cakewalk to the division. I think they'll win it, but they might have another loss or two inside the division that we didn't worry about when they were going 6-0 and a couple years ago or three years ago, whatever it was. So I, I think that's part of it. But also, I, and I get the whole national thing. Look, Kansas City is still the gold standard. Thought we were about to write them off, and they win the freaking Super Bowl again. 
And now the Bengals, who had beaten Kansas City three times and dismantled the Bills last year in the playoffs, I think most people would have been second in the AFC. I would, in the power order, if you will, and then the Bills would be third. Now, how far is the gap from the Bills to the Bengals and the Chiefs? Probably not that far. Some of you might think it's, it's a bigger gap from the Bills to the Bengals than it is from the Bills to the Chiefs because we've seen them beat Kansas City. So they're, they're still in that discussion. If you look at the whole league, yeah, the Bills are on the short list of legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So there are enough questions in my head, different areas where we're, you know, we need to see how this plays out for me to absolutely go 1,000%, I'm all in, they're rolling to the Super Bowl. Howard Simon joining us on the West Her Hotline. And, of course, one of the big things, though, that this team continues to show, though, is how well they can continue to move forward. And one of those things to me is, Howard, on defense, I love this team still, even though there's a middle linebacker problem. Yeah. I I think they have one of the deepest secondaries in the league. Mm -hmm. I think that they are... Defensive line, I don't think there's enough that's going to be talked about about Leonard Floyd and what his potential impact will be. Of course, middle linebacker will be a problem, though. Yeah, I honestly think if you look at it, guys, I would I would think most people would agree the majority of the questions will be on the defensive side of the ball. I think if you have a question on the offense, I would. I mean, number one would have to be how does the offensive line perform? You're going to have two new starting guards from last season. Uh, well, assuming McGovern plays and Torrance is at the other spot, two new starting guards. So I think the question, the main question on offense, it's not quarterback, it's not running back, it's not tight end, it's offensive line. The only other possibility would be, is Gabe Davis more consistent? And are they better on the depth chart than they were last year when they had to actually reach down and go find John Brown and Cole Beasley towards the end of the season? The majority of the questions are really on the defensive side of the ball, and it does start with Sean McDermott. Now, you know, it's not that he can't be a play caller. He's done it. He has experience. But I'm curious to see, does that affect what he has to do as a head coach during the game? All the decisions and everything that has is, is done by a head coach, is it going to be impact, impacted in any negative way by being a play caller? And if it is, and he gives up play calling, how does that impact the defense? But you're right, Derek, middle linebacker, Say what you want about Tremaine Edmonds. I know there are Bills fans that weren't a big fan of his. But he was an every-down, very good linebacker who could get to the quarterback, who could go sideline to sideline, who would drop in coverage, whose length was a factor in pass coverage. And you don't just, they don't have a replacement for that guy right now that you can say Lockerman is going to be there every down. So that is a big hole. Now, I agree with what you said about the secondary. But, again, in terms of questions, we're assuming Trey is going to look like Trey pre-ACL. I think he will, but we need to see that. Okay, nobody won the cornerback two battle. I, I, I don't know that Dane Jackson's an every snap player. If I had to make a guess, I think we're going to see some kind of rotation with Jackson and Benford. I love the safeties. We all love the safeties, but they're now both 32. And after being durable from, the, what, the first four years or so they were here, they both missed time last year with injuries. So it's not that Poyer and Hyde aren't good enough, but are they durable enough? At 32, can they both be out there on a regular basis? And that's something that remains to be seen. You know, uh, to piggyback off of the of talking about McDermott, um, in the first segment, you know, we were talking about how there could, how you know, maybe McDermott's uh, seat could be more hotter 
going into next year if they disappoint again in the playoffs. Do you think that's a possibility, Howard? You know, like I wouldn't say McDermott gets fired after this year, but his job maybe become gets more questioned going into 2024. And then if they disappoint again in 2024, he then gets let go. I think questioned, yes, externally. I'm honestly not sure what it would take internally. And basically internally, this boils down to Terry Pagula and maybe to an extent Brandon Bean, who would have the owner's ear on this. I don't know. I don't think a playoff berth lacking a Super Bowl this year would do anything to have make Terry Pagula want to fire his head coach. I think he's, you know, he's got to be thrilled. Remember, this is the guy who experienced Rex Ryan uh, and thankfully not Doug Marone, or maybe he was a little bit of Marone. But anyway, he's, I'm sure he's very happy with the direction of his franchise and where it's been with being in McDermott. Now, you two and me, if the Bills don't get to the Super Bowl, we're all going to wonder if the head coach is good enough to get him over the hump. Is he one of those guys who is good enough to get his team into the playoffs, but he can't get him over that hump and he can't get him to a Super Bowl? I don't think a playoff first, like I guess I'm going that the wheels would have to completely fall off the truck. And this thing would have to be a five alarm fire to even be for me to consider Terry Pagula would say, I've got to fire my head coach. Yeah, that's kind of where it where the question comes in. I mean, we, we can ask that question. We might think, oh, he might not be good enough. And the team until proven otherwise is always going to say yes to that question and then but you don't but yeah i think you're right like we don't really know what it's going to take for them to kind of lean more towards no when you ask that question is this is this coach good enough to get this team to a super bowl and win a super bowl yeah and like i said i mean if you if you change coaches there's no guarantee the next guy comes in and will be better on the hockey side, you know, finally he's he got competent people running his hockey team, but he went through multiple coaches over there, and it seemingly got worse every time he made a coaching change and, until he got to Don Granado. So I think, I think the owner would be very hesitant. Yes, we get upset, we get angry, and if it's the Super Bowl or bust, and it's bust, we're going to want heads to roll. But I really I do not see a scenario Unless, like I said, this thing falls apart and the players are revolting and they go to ownership and they can't stand McDermott. I mean, this thing would have to go so far south for me to see something where they make a change. Howard, I will say, um, in that scenario, you would probably have to be the happiest man in Western New York because you would not have to deal with the fallout of this. (laughs) That is true. That like, is very well stated. When you said that, that was my first thought was just, oh, Howard would just be able to kick back and listen to oh the terror goodness. coming through from you know, all of us hosts. That's why that, you know, the whole freaking out over the Steelers game. I mean, I'm I'm actually was working a Bison game when they were playing that game that night. Yes, you were. So I'm looking at Twitter and I'm watching Twitter. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I mean, I know what's happening, but I don't see the game. But I'm looking at Twitter and oh, my God, people – Please, for God's sake, calm down. And then I continued to see that, and I hear the reaction. And even the Diggs thing, right, the Stephen A. or whatever the heck it was that said Diggs wants out, and it's a big issue on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I don't have to talk about any of that crap anymore. And the old massive overreaction or misinformation that we have to address as talk show hosts. I, I will say selfishly, I miss you being able to talk about that and lose it on people, but mm. for your sake, it is brilliant. 
Well, on behalf of my blood pressure reading, it says thank you for not me for me not having to do that. I'll let you. I'll let the younger crowd do it. Derek, you do it. I, I will happily be mad for you, Howard. That is that is my you thing. Frank can pound the table. That's Frank. Right. Frank will oh, even. Absolutely. No, Frank's a traitor, and will do it to me. <laughs> That's true. I will. He'll be the one that starts needling me, and then I lose it. I'm like, the gaslighter. Yeah, no, he's going to be the one that makes my blood pressure rise sometimes. He's part of my there problem. There is value to that. There is value to that, no, no. but he's part of my problem. That's, that depends. Sometimes it's kind of fun. If you feel like your coast is about to blow a gasket, you kind of kind of needle him along a little bit to uh, kind of grease the skid. I mean, that's part, that's part of the deal. That absolutely is a very valuable tool. It is, and uh, I will say there is another valuable tool, though, for people that are checking out Niagara Falls. They get to hear and and hang out with you, Howard. Uh, tell you're me coming up for a tour. Yeah, I, I, I'm a busy man. i got to get my payment for you. You know how hard that is? Well, you can just <laughs> pay me in cash when you do a tour. <laughs> yeah, right. but that requires Derek to have money. Yeah, I, I have to. Like, your price point's high here, Howard. I got, I got, I got some work hey. to do. Hey, you work weekends at Odyssey. You're rolling in it, buddy. <laughs> no? no? Okay. I'm face We're down on the, in something. I'm, I'm face down on the desk right now. That's what. Uh, yeah. But Howard, uh, really ditching it out. If you don't mind, I'm I'm just curious about that. Like, how did that end up coming coming to be for you? Uh, my wife. That you know, when when we knew I was going to get out of GR and we knew I was going to be looking for work, I had ideas in my head for the spring, the fall, the winter, and the spring jobs, but I didn't know what to do for the summer. She actually came to me, oh man, over a year ago and said, what about being a tour guide? She knows some people who actually own one of the companies in the fall, not the one I work for, but she said, why don't you go be a tour guide? And the more I thought about it, it makes sense. A, I like to talk and they don't really? have breaks and hmm. formats so I can go as long as I want. I like to talk. I love history. I like to tell stories. Obviously, I have the social skills and the background of dealing with people and that I don't know and have never met. So I kind of put all of it. It's fresh air. It's summer. Um, I kind of put all of it together and said, yeah, okay, my skill set matches up. This makes sense. Let me give it a shot. And Actually, it's been a lot of fun. I've really, really enjoyed it. Well, good. I, I love the fact that you know, you're, you're doing something to keep fresh here and uh, allowing people to be able to, uh, to see – not necessarily a different side of you, but you're talking about something else that is different. The cool thing is, every time we get anybody from New England on the tour who are Patriots fans, I throw them out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be a sight to behold. I would love to see that. That I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I just call the state park police and tell them, evict these people. Like, boot them right out. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned other gigs uh, throughout the other seasons, and of course uh, you're going to be joining Matt Bouvet and Joe Biscalia over the fall with um, with leading the charge. So I'm excited to see that you're going to be doing more Bills content uh, as the season goes on as well. So I'm happy to see that you're still you're still going to be around and seeing you uh, obviously writing an article with us as well. And I'm still doing pick the Bills unless. In lieu of payment for coming on this show today, would you like to take over Pick the Bills? Howard, Ooh. I would love to take over Pick the Bills, but I do know that that would crater ratings, and it's bad for us if you're not the one being tormented. All right. So, so Tuesday morning at 8.30, we get into our weekly Pick the Bills <laughs> mode now. So my first one, 
with Jeremy and Joe is Tuesday morning at 8.30. There you go. You heard it, guys uh, guys and girls listening. Tuesday, 8.30, set your calendars, set your alarms on your phone, and make sure you're tuning in either uh, through the radio waves or on the Odyssey app because Howard will be once again picking the bills. I'm not even going to make that joke. You will hang up on me the instant I try to say it. So... No, I love you, Derek. You know that. <laughs> I know. That's why I want to make sure that you still do. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try to make the joke. <laughs> I've already been removed from your Hanukkah list on air before. I don't want to have that happen again. <laughs> well, I mean, I still have the Christmas list. I have both lists, so you can get off the second one. See, look at that. More opportunities for me. Uh, but Howard, thank you for taking your time uh, to join us today on on a sports talk Saturday. To be able to, you know, give your thoughts and musings about the Bills, and uh, more or less just being able to catch up with you, it's, it, I, I'm going to be sentimental about it and say, like, I was upset that I couldn't get in for uh, to be able to tell you on your last day here, but thank you for everything that you've provided for me as well as someone that's been trying to get through this, uh, get through this place. Well, it's nice of you to say. I, I, I always loved working with you. You know that. Whenever you were producing the morning show or any time we would have worked together, I always said. You're one of the guys in the building that didn't matter if you were having a bad day. You always came in with a smile on your face. And you just always had like a really easygoing, cool attitude. So it's my pleasure to come on the show. You know where to find me. I'll be glad to talk to you guys anytime. Frank, it's nice being on with you. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you guys, thanks for having me on and have fun this football season. We're going to try to, and uh, I will I will continue to honor you as best as possible by being on time to every single break ever. Again, you don't understand the concept. If you truly want to honor me, you're supposed to absolutely obliterate the break time. Fine, I, I guess. Understand how you don't understand this? Now, I know you might have had a concussion at the 11 day power play, but you should get this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, is that number four or five? <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't make jokes about Which that. Which concussion? You could, you could turn out to be like Hamilton, you know? Like oh. Had a few, a few, and he doesn't that, remember. That, that might have been the meanest thing you could say to me right there. <laughs> Turn out to be like Hamilton? Yes. Don't worry. You're like 50 years away from his age, so you're fine. <laughs> I mean, like Paul's in his, what, 70s, 80s, so you're fine. I mean, you mentioned 11 Day. We cratered after you left the bench, so. It is true. I watched it happen. I, yeah, yeah. You had a good period when I was back there with Alan. We were, we were just. It was uh, it was like Scotty Bowman and company back there when you, we were coaching. You, you saw me score a goal. Like that doesn't yeah, happen, that doesn't man. do that. No, I wish I had it on video too. I wasn't using my camera <laughs> at the time. You were busy making sure we were winning. That's all it was. You were busy. I, I just was. I, that's right. I was trying to come up with some strategy. I think I was handling the defense pairs, I believe, and Allen was working the forwards at that point. Yep, and it, it was working. It was working, and then you left, and we cratered. Team GR lost for the first time after you left. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad, though, I was, that was that inspiration. I just It was actually cool getting in the team solo. It was very nice you guys to have me come on the ice for that. It was, it, it was really, really quite nice. I mean, it was, it was nice to have someone of WGR to be in the WGR photo. Uh, <laughs> well, you were there. Brayton was there. TJ was there. Was jo- I'm trying to remember. Was Josh there? Yes, but that's still four. Well, he was playing goal, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then Allen. So there's so a handful of people. Still five. It's not quite a Team WGR. It was more or less um, the bits and pieces. But, uh, again, it was still nice to have you there, and it was nice to be able to to talk to you here today as well. Anytime. You know how to get old of me, Derek. Always my pleasure. Thank you, Howard. It's, it, it is our pleasure to be able to hear you uh, once again on the West Her Hotline. That was Howard Simon. 
And you'll be able to catch him doing plenty with us um, throughout the season, picking the Bills to his dismay. Um, and, of course, uh, he'll be able to write the occasional columns. You'll be... He's he's not here, but he's definitely uh, he's still around, and that is something that we will always hold near and dear is making sure that Howard is never never truly gone from us right now, uh, because I love hearing him. I love hearing his stuff all the time, and I'm glad though that he's been able to uh, to take the stress of watching the Bills and reduce it drastically. There's still the team itself and the Sabers as well, but. He doesn't have to. Uh, he doesn't have to cover it every day now, and I'm happy for him for that. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We've got the rest of this way. It's the grab bag. We get to have some fun now. Talking anything you want, Bills, Sabers, get on in here. Let's have some fun. Derek Kramer, Frank R. Curie, Tanner Saunders. We're hanging out with you for the next half hour on WGR.